It takes a lot to keep up appearances in this world. The right car, the right partner, the right clothes, and, of course, the right amount of cash. These are the desirable things of the world, but when all is said and done, where will these things leave you when they disappear? The man in today's episode will find that out the hard way. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a man who made a fast-paced life for himself based on lies and cutting corners. That is, until his lifestyle caught up with him. We'll see just who slowed him down on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Keith Becker. What is going on? One, two, three. How many patrol cars can there be? Dad? That's Todd's brother. Let him pass. Dad, where are you? No! No, no! Dad, what is it? No more. No more. We can't take this anymore. The sight of my resilient, never-shed-a-tear father down on his knees, in his pajamas, pounding his fist on the floor and wailing those desperate words will forever mark my memory. And while the sheriffs in the room stood speechless, hanging their heads unsure of what he meant, I instantly knew exactly what his no-mores were referring to. It was no surprise given the way I lived, but it hadn't always been that way. My two brothers and I grew up in Kearney, Nebraska. Mom was an elementary teacher and dad was a high school teacher and coach. Although my life was often filled with turmoil within the home between my parents, they were committed to raising us boys in a moral, disciplined way where we were clearly taught right from wrong. Our family attended church regularly until I was 13 and then for some reason stopped going. Around that time, my folks took a vacation and grandma came to stay with us boys which was an experience I wouldn't soon forget. Woohoo! That's a point! Time out! I need to catch my breath. Oh, yeah. I, I gotta get something to drink. Todd, you want me to get you a... Whoa! Grandma, don't sneak up on me like that. You could've... What's the matter, Grandma? You need Jesus. What? Are you feeling all right? You need Jesus. That's the only thing that matters. Um, I I'm uh, gonna go head back downstairs. Todd, don't go up there. What? Grimace lost her mind. <laughs> I'm serious. She's crying and telling me I need Jesus. <laughs> well, she is getting really old. She's nuts. Like, who needs a little baby in a manger? <laughs> Let's just stay in the basement and avoid her. Good idea. 
So that's what we told ourselves. Grandma lost her mind. Still, her concern didn't give me pause to wonder what she saw in my heart that left such an effect on her. But what she saw did come to light in the next few years. Although I never once saw alcohol in my parents' fridge, by the time us boys hit high school, we had left the straight and narrow and my parents' way of life for the party scene. And that was just the start of it. The man in our story didn't know his world was about to be turned upside down. Based on his book, I Know, we bring you the true story of Keith Becker, right now on Unshackled. Don't you sneak off to the basement. Hi to you too, Mom. You have something you want to say? Not really. I suppose you got everything off your chest at school? You heard about that? Of course I heard. The principal called and shared with me your choice words and that they suspended you. Uh, it escalated quickly. You chose every word you said. You don't get it. That teacher's an idiot. I don't care what your teacher is. You can't talk to people that way. It's not that big of a deal. The third time you mouthed off and got suspended isn't that big a deal? Huh? Well, when you say it like that, I sound like some kind of criminal. I, I just don't know what to do with you. It's always something, Keith. Always something. The truth of the matter was, getting kicked out of school for inappropriate language was relatively nothing given my lifestyle. Once I had pledged to save my virginity till marriage and steer clear of drinking, drugs, and partying. But by my freshman year of high school, I did everything I vowed I wouldn't. It was a bad start to my journey through high school for sure. By the time my senior year rolled around, my wild partying hid the truth. I was crumbling apart from within. I had no relationship with my family. I was merely someone who lived at my parents' home. And my decisions kept reinforcing that stance. Uh, Keith. Hmm? I want you to look over these addresses and see if there's anyone else you want to add. For what? To send out your graduation announcements to? Yeah. No, I don't want to mess around with it. No, I'll take care of addressing the envelopes and getting them mailed. It's not that. It's just... I don't want a party. You don't want a reception? No gifts, no celebrating, no cake, no nothing. Keith, we've got to do something. Why? Because it's a big accomplishment. Going to college is an important step, and you'll get things you need to take with you and use in your dorm. About that, um... About what? I don't really need to go to college. What? You don't want to go to college now? Mom, there's a difference between my dreams and your rules for my life. My rules for your life? I know you and Dad are all about education and whatnot, but I want to run a business. College would help with that. Give you the tools. I don't need to waste years and thousands of dollars on college when I can be making money without it. But Keith, this is the rest of your life. This is why I didn't want to tell you. Just... Give it a rest, Mom. Every thought I had, every dream I dreamed, every plan I planned was centered around me. By that time in my life, I said I believed in God, but really that only meant I believed in me because I was God of my own life. I set the rules. Who needed college when I could have my own business, be powerful and rich, a big shot around town? 
That was just what I was going to do, and nothing was going to stand in my way. Or so it seemed for a time. Who was that? Another creditor. Oh, you've got to be kidding. That's the third this week. How could Keith do this to us? You mean taking loans out in our names? Or using credit cards he forged our signatures on? Or not paying anyone back? All of it. Didn't we raise him better? He chose his own path. Don't forget that. I can't get a hold of him. Every time I call, it goes to voicemail. <sighs> I know. I've been stopping by his apartment every time I'm out. and Sometimes I'm sure he's home, but he won't answer the door. What are we going to do? I don't know. But we're not bailing him out of his financial troubles. This isn't okay. I worked hard at my business, but discovered doing so wasn't enough. It hadn't given me the lifestyle I anticipated, so what were a few shortcuts? Especially if they didn't come at my expense. I was willing to do anything it took and had everyone fooled. But I should have known. Charades can't last forever. The whole world I created was teetering and about to crash. But I was the one who was most fooled. I'll get it! No, you gotta look... Is Keith Becker present? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's right over there. What is wrong with you? I was just answering the door. Who are you and what do you want? Keith, calm down. It's probably all a misunderstanding. What are you here for? Mr. Becker, I'm with Credit Union Bank, and I'm here to inform you that we're repossessing your car. That's gotta be a mistake. Look at this place. And his new car? Keith is doing well. Yeah, well, we're towing it now. Wait, tell him, Keith. Tell him there's some mistake. I mean, business is great, right? I don't want to talk about it. How humiliating. Right before my eyes, my dreams were falling apart. And now it wasn't just me who knew, it was everyone. Being God of my own life wasn't getting me anywhere. Following my dreams, my plans, and my ways only left me brokenhearted. It wasn't long after my 19th birthday when I filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in the state of Nebraska. It was then I found myself beginning to cry tears of honest regret for the first time and actually question my ways and poor choices. But I still wasn't willing to surrender control to the one true God, which is exactly why my humbling continued. I can't believe this is happening. I'm sorry. We're just going in different directions, and I... I don't want to be with you anymore. So, you're just breaking up? After all these years? I'm tired, Keith. Tired of all the lies, cheating, selfishness. I'll do better. How many times have I heard that? But I will. It's too late. Are you sure this is what you want? I am. I don't want to share a life with you anymore. My business dream ended in bankruptcy, and the only relationship I had ended in breakup. I was broken. The more I tried to blame it on everyone else, the more I began to question myself. I didn't know who I was, didn't know how to live life, and worst of all, I didn't know where I was headed. But beaten as I was, I desperately clung to control, unwilling to surrender, especially to God. Folks, we'll get back to Keith's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. 
Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's get back to Keith's story. Hello? Keith, where you been? Oh, hey, man. Dude, you gotta come to this awesome party at Ashley's tonight. Nah, sorry, but uh, I won't be around for a while. What do you mean? I'm moving as far away as I can get. You're ditching us? Need a fresh start. What are you gonna do? I'll figure it out. But your family, your friends, everyone's here, man. That's part of the problem. Just stick around. Things will work themselves out. I feel like everything I don't want defining me is defining me. So you're running away? I'm not running away. Fine. You let me know where you end up and how much better it is. I didn't mean it like that. Bye, Keith. It turns out... Moving didn't help my situation. I got deeper in the hole and needed more than a few hundred dollars, more like several thousand. With all the bridges burned to my parents, I did what other desperate kids did, turned with a rehearsed sob story to Grandma. She sent the money, but it came with a request to read a book she had given me about God. I agreed, but didn't honor her request until I came across the book again months later. It was a cold, rainy night when I opened up that book for the first time, and wham, it was like being hit by a truck that your grandma's driving. The more you lead a self-focused life, the more you're prone to discouragement. Suffice it to say, it's not about you. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the last 20 years most certainly have been. God put you on this earth and he has a message to declare to the world through you. But your life message is not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. Huh. Well, Grandma, this kind of makes sense. I'm living for the things of this world and not even considering about the God who created me. See Exodus 23. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Does that mean I've seated myself on God's throne? Have I been directly rebelling against God? Huh. I guess I never thought about it like that. It was a night I would never forget and would change my life forever. 
a night of great revelation with a hint of hope for the future, right alongside great tragedy. Shortly thereafter, I pulled up to my parents' home around 1.30 in the morning, met by all the patrol cars, and heard my father wailing those desperate words. No! No, no more! We can't take this anymore! My brothers and I had lived a totally rebellious life, and I knew from my dad's plea that it had to be no more. My younger brother Todd was dead, and I could hear God saying, Turn to me now before it's too late. It doesn't really look like it. No. But with all the damage, I, I guess they did the best they could. Yeah. <laughs> well, your mother needs me. I'll let you. Uh... Okay. Oh, Todd. I stared at my dead 18-year-old brother as a tear rolled off my cheek and onto his hairline. I watched it trail its way down his cold forehead, washing away all the makeup the mortician had to use to cover up his wounds. It was like it was telling me the truth cannot be covered up anymore. I could see past all the makeup, see the false gods of this world, the one of sexual impurity, of drunkenness, drugs, love of money and lies, had claimed another soul. All the gods that I had put above the true one were lying with my brother in his casket. I had seen enough. I knew I needed to change, that my grandma had been right all those years ago. You need Jesus. That's the only thing that matters. So, I surrendered my life to Jesus and took myself off the throne. Finally, I wasn't God anymore. It was the first time I could say, I know. I know who I am. I know where I'm headed. I know what life is truly all about. And it is all because I know Christ and his power that has so radically changed my life. Are you Keith Becker? I am. Hey. I'm John. I work just next door here. I, um, uh, I saw in the paper that your brother was killed in a crash. Yeah, uh, Todd was. I'm sorry. I met your brother Todd last week while he was working at the grocery store. I struck up a conversation with him that I can't get out of my head now. Oh, yeah? What about? Well, we had a challenging message at church that morning, and afterward I ran into your brother. Well, more like I was compelled to approach him because of the verse in Jeremiah 20 that was so challenging that morning kept coming to me. Well, here, I'll read it. I've got it in my Bible app. It says, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Uh, which means? Well, it means, but if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak in his name, his, uh, word burns in my heart like a fire. I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. You felt that seeing Todd? Yeah, I struck up a conversation to pave the way for an eternal question. And your brother, well, 
Boy, he was something. So outgoing and witty and friendly. Yeah. Todd loved life. That he did. But then I asked him if he went to church. He said no. I asked if he read the Bible. He said he didn't have time. And then I asked him the big question. And what's that? I asked, Todd, do you know where you will go when you die? What did he say? He laughed, shrugged it off, said, sir, I'm 18 years old, a senior in high school. I'm not too concerned about these things. I suppose not. <laughs> I pressed him then. But do you know? And Todd said, I believe there'll be something for me, but I'll worry about it then. And then he said something about, this is my senior year. I'm just going to live my life and have fun and do what I want to do. Church, death, and all that stuff's a long ways down the road. Thank you for having the heart to ask him. I just wish I would have done more. We parted ways, both unaware of the devastating tragedy that awaited. Thank you for sharing this with me. Had my brother only known that this man's question in the grocery store would be the most important question he would ever be asked. Instead, he thought eternity could wait until he was out of high school, settled down in life, and then ready to think about the more serious matters. But he couldn't have been more wrong. Ecclesiastes 7.2 says, It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. We are going to die, and we should think about it while there is still time. This message of choosing the narrow road before it's too late is what I would share with students as a guest speaker when I would travel to different parts of the country talking about my brother. Hi, everyone. Uh, today, I'd like to tell you a story about an all-American kid, a kid who had it all, only to lose it all, all too soon. Todd was killed in an alcohol-related car accident as a senior in high school, just at age 18. A starter on the football team, a state finalist in the pole vault competition, and plans of playing baseball in college. Todd had everything to live for and everything to look forward to. Unfortunately, one choice at a time, Todd's potential slowly unraveled, beginning with his first poor choice as a freshman until his final choice snuffed out his potential and tragically cost him his life on that cold Saturday night. Today, Todd's story is a story that virtually every high schooler can identify with, a story of choices. You might find it interesting and hard to fathom, but the truth of it is, everyone who has ever lived is still alive. From Christopher Columbus to Adolf Hitler, they are still alive. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. This is why eternity matters. It's forever. My brother is still alive, either in hell where the Bible describes in Matthew 8 as outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth or he will be alive in heaven, a place where Jesus will wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, 
neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. As told in Revelation 21, the truth is, if you're not a Christian when you live, you will not be a Christian when you die. So I ask you, where will you go when you die? Today, Keith runs the Todd Becker Foundation, which was founded on the Genesis 50:20 scripture that says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. The foundation has ministered to over 100,000 high school students across the Midwest, challenging them to take the narrow road understand how vital every choice is. Thousands of commitments to Christ have been made. Recently graduated high school youth work as interns, assisting in ministering and following up with the students impacted through the outreach events. Listening friend, if you've reached a point where you're tired of being your own God as Keith was, and desire your Creator God to sit on the throne of your life, we encourage you to call 1-888-NEED-HIM. You can also get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is yet another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This specific plaque has dark brown bark and a golden center. The scripture is written in light green color that makes it pop. If you'd like to take a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Folks, unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstake for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced March 20th. 
but the deadline for entry is March 4th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... You're on drugs again, aren't you? Let me alone, Ma. Don't you know how bad they are? You'll end up in the gutter or in prison. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Mom, I said let me alone. This is serious. You could die. I don't want to talk about it. Odell Summer was double-minded, wavering in his decisions. Why didn't you let me die? This isn't the first time you tried to end your life. I can tell by the scars on your wrists. His weakness led to violence. When a man tried to steal my car, I beat him savagely and took pleasure in every punch. He had been in jail many times, but he was unaware of the powerful forces that put him there. Start living like you believe what Jesus did for you on the cross. What did he do for me? He broke the power of sin and death. Don't miss the first of his two-part story, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Keith Becker were Ed DiZallo, Demetrius Troy, Howard Friedland, Connie Foster, and Mar Kate Burns. Original music, Don Bador. Sound effects, Demetrius Troy. Sound assistant, Holly Krajewski. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.